Guest at Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D, and this is my smooth peanut butter machine, AJ. We're coming at you at season six, episode seven, Death at the Mountaintop. AJ's gonna be talking about one of our favorite Christian hymns. So find us on Instagram and not Twitter at Points O Pressure. Let's get to it. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Wow, that uh, yeah, that got really loud at the end there. Sorry. That was weird. Yeah, I'm just gonna click that down. Nah, that's too. fine. But you, you know, Welcome what? Back. how did you know? How did you know it was about a hymn? Because I sang it. I know that that was a that was for the audience. Yeah, there will be a performance at some point. There better not be. When you figure out what I'm actually as, talking about, as soon about. as you say mountaintop, I'm gonna sing it. Okay, we'll see then. <laughs> <laughs> well, how was your week? Busy, busy. Past maternal newborn, so that's good. Yeah, Congratulations. Got a, got a pretty good grade. I'm excited to see. Oh, I thought you were saying else you got. passed. I was like, what the fuck? I passed it. I misunderstood. I passed the class. I thought you were saying you delivered a baby, and I was like, I was. my brain was like, when the fuck? What? I passed it fuck? like a kidney stone yeah. out, out <laughs> my was, urethra. I was a little lost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Congrats. Just, I just finished writing like an eight-page paper. Congrats. How'd but, it go? Uh, good. Uh, it it went. Of? I gotta make sure I turned it in. But you got like what three and a half hours left? Midnight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you good? Yeah, and got to do a little bit more homework, but nothing bad. Hasn't been terrible. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. How's your week been? Just so good. Yeah. It, it was just so fucking good. I, yeah. Was so fucking good. I know we don't talk at all between episodes, so I have no idea what was going on with your with your week. Yeah, no, fucking no, everything was fine. Everything went really fucking well on Thursday night. Everything was yeah, fucking great. Specifically on Thursday night, yeah. Yeah, my one of my fucking hard drives, well, SSDs failed on my laptop and I had basically like everything on there every like every fucking thing on there um and it took a shit and i was like you know what i'll just like clear it and then maybe go to like a backup and i pulled it up and the moment i made the decision after working on it for like six hours the day before like five hours the next day just doing all of these fucking stupid command prompts and shit i was like okay I'm going to reset it, and then I'll pull it from the backup. And I start the computer, which it would take like an hour to start up. Because it would be like, oh, I'm going to, we got to repair. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So it starts up. I go in, and I was like, all right. I get everything ready to restart it, and then it just fucking blue screens and then black screens on me. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So it was my backup drive. Um it wasn't my local disk drive, thank God. But, yeah, that, um, but still. So I was like, okay, I do like a power down, pull it back up, nothing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Oof. So I pop it, o- pop it open for like the 17th fucking time, uh, remove it, start it up, 
all is well, except my D drive isn't there. And I was like, fuck this stupid drive. So I uninstalled it. And Your D drive? Yeah, yeah. Ah! my D drive. Uh, and then I had to, like, it had corrupted just a shit ton of other files in the local disk, so I had to fully reset. So I have a brand new slash used <laughs> laptop. Nice. So, yeah, I yeah. set everything back up. I lost, like, all of, uh, well, everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. I lost literally everything, so. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fucking cool. It's it's all good. I'll be over it by the end of this episode. No, I won't. I'm still no. still bitter about it, but I just got the new one in the mail, which was on sale. That's good. Like That's really it good. wasn't it wasn't a situation where I was like, oh, I got to pay full price for a new fucking drive, a uh, new SSD. But here we are. Here so we are. It's been it's been a rough pre weekend. Pre weekend. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm just glad it's fucking taken care of and that it didn't break my PC and then yeah, that's good like at least. Start from scratch because I don't that have the money suck. to buy a new one. That would really. <laughs> I suck. was Thursday night was a rough one. I bet my girlfriend was like, "Do you want to play anything with uh, AJ and wife?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I fucking can't." I couldn't even open applications on my local. Wow, that that's why sucks. I had to fucking reset everything. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are. I'm, we're fucking so here. Here we are. Yeah. Now I'm pissed <sighs> off about okay. it again. Yeah. Great. It's okay. I Great. Need, I need you to be the pissed off about this fucking show episode. is ruined. No, I gotta no. sing. I gotta sing to feel bad. No, not yet. That happens in like <laughs> the last quarter that I actually mentioned this. Okay. Today, I'm gonna be talking about somebody I bet 99% of the audience, including you, have never heard of before. Try me. Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> Trust me. Never heard of him. Yeah, I know. The uh, the American, you know, education system nowadays sucks. When I was in school, we had, like, a whole month. When I was your age, we had yeah. a month. But it was, it was good. I feel like the something that I actually did retain well from elementary school was the general story of the civil rights movement. So I'm, I'm not going to go into the whole civil rights movement much. Oh, wow. What the fuck? Okay. Not cool. Because I feel like a lot of people know about it. If you don't, it's okay. I'll give like, you the basics. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, a lot of people know about it, but we do have an international audience. Yeah, so exactly. That's why I'm doing the basics. Yeah. So he was born January 15th in 1929. He died April 4th, 1968. The end. That's your basics. Done. Next. Nah, he was a Baptist minister. He was a civil rights activist leader. He based a lot of his, you know, beliefs, I guess, a lot of his, uh, like, uh, the way theology. he protested. His theology. And, and his methods ideology. on not only, you know, basic Bible shit, but also Gandhi. Ugh. That's definitely picked up there. <laughs> but he based a lot of his shit on Gandhi. His, his big thing was nonviolence while creating civil disobedience, which is awesome. So they do, yeah, like, anti-segregation yeah. sit-ins, but when they started to get the shit kicked out of them by the cops, they wouldn't kick back. They would just sit there and take it, and then people would take pictures, and there's no way you can frame that image it's like the as them as the villain. The, uh, the cops spraying the guys with, like, <laughs> the protesters. Spraying, like, the 12-year-old girl with the, the mace. Have you seen that one? Yeah, with, like, the... <laughs> 
uh, from the Civil Rights Movement. Oh, yeah. That it, picture where it was the Children of Birmingham, the Alabama. full fucking... I mean, this is... I don't even know how much pressure it was back then. Oh, God, it's a but, lot. Yeah, a fire hose, full pressure. Just and kids just holding hands. It's like literally tumbling people down the street. Yeah, yeah. and there there were a lot of, like... You know, he, he went face-to-face against the Klan. There was a lot going on in this time period. Like, you had a lot of other groups who were like, no, let's be violent. Like... They deserve it after this long. I'm not saying I disagree, but King certainly yeah. did. And our sponsor for this show actually has a really good movie based on that. Uh, if you can find Remember the Titans starring Denzel Washington, written and directed is, by a is, Disney conglomerate. Uh, by is that our sponsor? Check it out. Yeah, yeah, we've been sponsored by Disney for Oh, yeah, years. yeah. We are, we are sponsored by Disney. Sorry, I forgot. Because we have so much of that yeah. Disney money. Yeah, and uh, We Are the Titans is a very accurate depiction of the struggles. I've never <laughs> in, seen it. The in, joke in, you're making is US. not landing on me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, they go over race, but it was for, like, football. Oh, It's a football, football black and white movie. Wonderful. Yeah, that appealed to kids. So, I mean, it helped All teach right. it a little hey, bit. You know but... what? It's something. It's no. something. So... That, that was a big thing. Like, he, he was also connected to a lot of not only church organizations, but just civil rights activist movements in general. Um, you know, like the Black Panthers or Malcolm X. And all, all those are just the big ones. Name it off the top of my head. And, God, just the whole nonviolence with civil dis- disobedience. I love that it's shit. Because like it's chaos. Dick hard. It's chaos without direct harm. You're showing, you basically outline how dumb people are, and then when they react, you make them look more dumb. <laughs> like, it, it's, it works. It, I mean, it worked. You patch them in their own fallacies. Oh, yeah. And he also did a lot of stuff with, like, workers' unions. He did a lot of stuff with um, with indigenous people. He, he very much branched out. It wasn't just the civil rights movement that he, that he was working for. You okay there? Just touching the microphone. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, so next, I'm just going to go into our best friend, guy who comes up all the time on this show because he's such a good guy, Adolf J. Edgar Hitler. Hoover. Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, same same guy. One's in the FBI and... Yeah. Yeah, the other, the other pretty much. Fuck him. Fuck them both. Yeah. So J. Edgar Hoover, leader of the FBI, you know, Federal Bureau of Investigation... International audience, we got to outline. I have no idea if other people know that stuff. But he saw King as a radical. No way. And made him the target of a counterintelligence program Mm, in 1963. He didn't just see him as radical because he was over the civil rights movement. He saw him as a problem because of his race. Yeah, 100%. Like, if the thing that's always kind of stuck out to me is I feel like you wouldn't have had so much police involvement with Martin Luther King, Martin Luther, Jesus, Martin Luther King Jr. If he had been white, they oh, would have yeah. been angry about it, but they wouldn't have done what they did. Oh, just, just wait. The it, shit it, that they did was is crazy. So we've talked about COINTELPRO before, mm-hmm. the counterintelligence program 
from the FBI because, you know, my grandfather was an agent in COINTELPRO. He... Wow, dox yourself. What the fuck? (laughs) Because it's the only grandfather who's been in there. No, but he doesn't talk about a lot. He just said that he did a lot of investigations when police or government agents were killed by groups like the Black Panthers or the Communist Party. or They didn't really kill anybody, but you know what I mean. Basically, it was when an agent or a cop died and it was motivated by one of these groups, he was he would investigate it. Boo. Yeah. He then, he <laughs> then came home and became a cop. Yeah. So, yeah. And he recants a lot of stories at family parties about how mm-hmm. he busted that guy uh, who's on uh, marijuana, but he, he basically explained that the guy was going through alcohol withdrawals, but because they found marijuana... It was the marijuana that causes the withdrawals, so therefore marijuana is addictive and everybody in the news and research is wrong. I met him one time, and by the time he left, I had plenty of grand information about cops in the, what, 70s, yeah. 80s? Well, he, he was an agent in the 70s. Oh, oh whenever he, he, the, whenever he yeah, was a cop, that's later. what he had told me about, and I was like, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's, 80s and 90s. So, so he funny. had the mustache. He still has the mustache. Yeah, yeah. He's, he looks it's like great. an old cop. Yeah. Like, he's got like, that ankle holster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. He's like, look at my little pea shooter. It's like, uh, well, fuck <laughs> oh, off. Nice. Yeah, go to hell. Uh, no, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Great guy now that he's not an officer, I yeah. guess. Counterintel- he's, he really has come a long way, even just since, you know, I've been alive. He's really. It's because you're alive. That he's, well, it turns out he's having a family member. A long way. <laughs> well, yeah. No, turning. Turns out having a family member who came out as gay really changed his mind. Congratulations on that. for coming out. Oh yeah, that... <laughs> smooth. And you know, people can change. Doesn't yeah. really mean that they yeah. know anything about weed or drugs. But <laughs> the idea in most of CoIntelPro was gather dirt on, you know, different groups and use it to blackmail them. Jesus. And that that's just what J. Edgar Hoover did with the FBI. That's why he stayed. I think he was the, the head of the FBI for like 37 years. He founded it. Like yeah, he, he was, was, he was fucking... one of the founding members and then he stayed as the, the leader for so long yeah. because his big thing was digging up dirt on presidents and then whenever they tried to come down on him through Congress, he would... Blackmail the congressmen, yeah. blackmail the president. Like, he had dirt on everybody. He was just a federal mean girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and that really makes sense. He really liked wearing dresses. A federal <laughs> racist mean, yeah. mean girl. So the, the official reason for COINTELPRO was to, he said, anybody who has any kind of views that government subsidies or systems should support those in the lower class must be communist. So yeah, we are. We have to find a communist connection between all these different groups, oh, especially King. We got to figure out because he has to be a communist, right? Because he's advocating for if you don't for love workers' America, rights. Yeah, if you don't love America. Oh, he never said he didn't love America. Well, if you don't love the exact state yeah. that America is in at this point, you're there a you fucking go. commie. So there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Like that, Easy that was the, link. That, Boom. the exact I just did your fucking perfect. job, J. You just, did, you just did my entire episode. <laughs> the end. So the unofficial goal, obviously, find dirt, make them 
like basically yeah. take away their power as mm. revolutionists as, essentially they were also targeting the nation of islam the black panther party malcolm x all all that all that shit and despite martin luther king jr winning a nobel peace prize <laughs> speaking out against Viet- the vietnam war speaking out against poverty speaking out against the the fallacies of communism the fbi sat down and was like this guy's a bad guy yeah of course <laughs> he's yeah. bad because he doesn't want people to die in a in a useless war yeah, seriously. And he doesn't want poor people to just die for no reason. This you know? is a bad guy because he wants to be equal. Yeah, that like, seriously. God, Isn't that dude. completely ridiculous? Yeah. So we're going to jump ahead to the assassination. Martin Luther what? King Jr. was what assassinated. What the fuck do you mean you want rights? Like, come <laughs> yeah. on, man. Uh, 1968, the, just so you know, COINTELPRO started in 1963. So this is oh, the okay. fifth year. Five years of this. Uh, he he was traveling around to begin the Poor People's Campaign, it was called, where the goal was occupy Washington, D.C., try to get some workers' rights. Okay. Totally commendable goal. March 29th, 1968, he was in Memphis, Tennessee, kind of getting ready for all that. Uh, he was specifically in Memphis because there were a bunch of sanitary public works employees who were striking. Okay. Um, the majority of them were black. because, And they were striking because... When it was a bad weather day, like, and the the sanitation workers were sent home, the white employees would get paid for the day. The black employees would get paid for about two hours. Jesus Christ! So they were striking. They had been striking for a couple of for since the twelfth, so twelfth to the 29th. So a good yeah. amount of time. So he was there for to support them. Almost three weeks. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a long time to not get paid. Um, April third comes around. He goes to King goes to a rally. At oh. Uh, I use text to or speech to text on this, <laughs> and it says Amy Sonic Temple. It's a Masonic Temple. <laughs> I want a T-shirt that says Amy Sonic <laughs> Temple, and it's got a picture of Sonic. No, and then it's just got a picture of a Butterfinger blast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. And so he goes Jesus. to a, a Masonic Temple, and he gives a speech that's known as the Mountaintop Speech. And I've got a little quote here. Because Oh, and I have a song to sing. <laughs> yeah, you sing it behind when I'm reading the speech. Um, and he says, And then I got to Memphis, and some began to say the threats, or talk about the threats that were out. What would happen to me from some of our sick white brothers? Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it doesn't matter with me now, because I've been to the mountaintop, and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. Sorry, there's a weird glitch happening on my screen. Uh, we've got some difficult days ahead. Oh, I did I do that? Yeah. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain, and I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know that tonight, that we as a people will get to the promised land. I'm So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. And then he goes on to talk about God a bit. Jesus. So he's basically like fucking rough. Like if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. At least I've seen it. At least I've seen that what I'm doing. My interpretation, of course, is, you know, I've seen the progress that we've made. I've seen that we can get there. So if one of these threats ends up being true, yeah, his flight to this event was delayed because someone threatened to bomb the plane. And that was before, you know, TSA. Yeah. And I mean, you also it's another way to take it is that like he will get you there 
or he will die trying. Whether yeah. like that line, uh, like whether I'm here or not, it's just like fuck. Yeah, strong. This dude, I love this dude's speeches. They are very powerful. He was very eloquent, and you know, it was very interesting that he decided to give that speech that day because the next day he was at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis. He they stayed him and his like crew stayed in room 306. He was out out on the balcony on the second story and at 6:01 p.m. James Earl Ray shot King on the balcony. Um he went down his final words were to the musician who was in kind of his crew who was going to be playing at an event that night. And he requested that he plays the song uh, Take My Hand, Precious Lord, and to play it real pretty. Those were, were his last words. Damn. Uh, he was sent to into emergency chest surgery. He died on the table. Basically, the bullet went in through his cheek, bounced off the his, uh, his vertebrae, vertebrae, and bounced down into his chest. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it was brutal. Um, it had been, he had spent 13 years of his very young, he was young, yeah, very old, young how life. How old was he? Oh God, was he 39? I was going to say, I thought he was in his 30s. He's in his 30s. So let's talk about James Earl Ray, or as my notes say, James Early Ray. Okay. He was seen <laughs> fleeing from across the street of the uh, motel after he shot King but we'll get into how he was caught and everything, too. James Earl Ray was a basically a career criminal. In 1949, he went away for burglary, armed robbery in 1952, mail fraud in 1955, armed robbery again in 1959. He was then sentenced for 20 years in prison because he just had so many offenses, but he escaped in 1967 by hiding in a bread truck. <laughs> They, at the time, the prison that he was in, they had a bakery, and they would sell the baked goods to local companies, so he just stayed in the bread truck, and they drove him out. Shawshank Redemption shit, (laughs) Jesus. And he he dug an escape tunnel with a spoon. (laughs) So he he escaped prison, and he started moving all through the U.S., and he got into Canada, and then he moved to Mexico, where he tried to become a porn director. (laughs) Dude... Dude went north and was like, I'm going south. Yep, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. he Yeah, so he used a catalog, like a Sears catalog, to get a bunch of film equipment, and then he started hiring the sex workers in Mexico to star in his pornos. Well, it turns out filming poor Mexican sex workers wasn't that successful, not a huge audience. Unless you're Andrew Tate. Well, yeah, unless you're Andrew Tate. Shit. This was <laughs> proto-Andrew Tate. <laughs> and then he he did the, the cardinal sin, and he fell in love with a prostitute. Oh, he's in love with a hooker. Yep. He, uh, T-Pain she, she sang dumped it him. best. Yep. She dumped Not him, T-Pain. and he was like, oh, this isn't working. And then he left Mexico in November of 1967. To where? L.A. Where, where did he go? He went to L.A. because there was a an up-and-coming politician who he aligned with, named George Wallace. And he joined the campaign, and uh, basically the platform was entirely anti-civil rights movement segregation. Oh. Segregation should be, like, apartheid. Apartheid? Yeah. Apartheid level apartheid. segregation. Apartheid. Yeah, I know, but go. I still say oh. it. 
like, I thought you were debating which one it <laughs> no, was. No, no. I, I was like, we were lectured on this, Yes, AJ. apartheid. But so he, he's working for this pre- this presidential campaign, still undergoing a fake name because he's still wanted. I, I miss the days where you could go across multiple federal borders <laughs> despite being a prison escapee. Yeah. I miss those days. Or the days you can... You know, get on an airplane without a, onto a yeah. plane. Get onto an airplane without being metal detected. Totally off topic. Did you hear about those the fucking American people in what well, I think it was like Israel that were like no? they found an old piece of World War Two like like basically a bomb that never went off. In, okay. I think it was Israel. I don't remember. But they found it. We're like, oh cool, let's take this back home. Put it in their fucking bag. Oh my god. And then at, at the airport it was fucking flagged and they were like yeah, no everybody get the fuck out of here yeah that's an unexploded ordinance is so dangerous there's a video of it people, can still go off people just fucking scrambling to get out of the building now get the fuck out yeah. of there imagine being that fucking stupid yeah <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> only in america yeah <laughs> made or, or, in america or, or baby. only americans <laughs> so he was also planning starting to plan this move to go to rhodesia what? which is zimbabwe now because at the time, there was a white minority regime that was extremely racist. You're seeing the common themes with this guy? Mm. <laughs> he really mm. liked white people. Yeah. No, I thought George Wallace was definitely not white. Yeah, right? George Wallace? <laughs> so he... It's not really known why, but he left L.A. on March 18th. He drove to Atlanta. He got there March 24th. He drove to Atlanta from L.A.? Yeah. Fuck, man. Homeboy had some mental health issues, if you didn't notice. No, that's the road trip we should take. Dude, I would do it. Except instead of Can we do it in six days? Instead of making it quick, we should just go north and hit everything that doesn't suck. (laughs) (laughs) No, we we should do a a James Earl Ray road trip where we, we go to everywhere he went that. we should not <laughs> should call we call it, it the james, the earl, ray james earl ray road trip we should not do that we'll we'll publicize it <laughs> never mind never mind oh never mind that. let's not do that <laughs> so he left la got only to only Atlanta. if we do it and then we advertise ourselves fully fully communist just yeah. to really yeah, fucking just to really stick confuse it to people edgar yeah this is the anti-j edgar hoover <laughs> james earl ray tour <laughs> <laughs> so it's that's that's see now we're cooking. That's some that's some serious troll. Hey, with you supporting us on Patreon, we can take this trip. <laughs> so he bought a map of the city and started circling residences and churches where Martin Luther King frequented. Oh, fuck you. Not entire like so his big thing was he loved reading newspapers. He was really good at gathering data from newspapers, so whenever they said, "Oh, Martin Luther King Jr. staying at this hotel or performing a speech at this church, he would circle it, and he'd started gathering data. So on March 30th, he'd been in Atlanta for six days. He bought a hunting rifle. It was a .30-06. He bought a pack of ammo, 20 rounds, a scope, and then he drove back to... Then he drove to Memphis because... It was in the news that Martin Luther King Jr.'s plane was delayed because of a bombing, or a bombing threat on his way to Memphis, Tennessee. In Memphis, Tennessee, 
he was very well known to always stay at the Lorraine Motel, and he always stayed in room 306. That was a very, that's just where they stayed. Really? They did a lot of shit in Memphis, Tennessee, just in Tennessee in general. But that and was that was where they stayed. That was spot. their base. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. It's like, obviously back then you can't just fucking text somebody and be like, hey, uh, changing the room number to like. Yeah. Like well, not only that, but. 429, it's. It's not really on your mind. Yeah. Like now, I'm paranoid as hell. Oh, yeah. I would never publicize where I'm staying because I know there are crazy people and if out I, there. If I were traveling, I would not stay in the same hotel room twice. Yeah, seriously. But it was a different it's a time, different, totally man. Totally different time. This is yeah. like literally sixty years ago. Yeah, this is a long ass time ago. Yeah, pretty much. So he checked in in Memphis to a boarding room, got a room, and sat down. Let's see. Did I say you got there? Yeah, on on March thirtieth, he bought it. He stayed there for a couple of days. Shot Martin Luther King Jr., scrambled out of that building and that room, ditched a package that had the rifle and the binoculars on it, like, on the same block, and it was covered in his fingerprints, which the FBI wow. found. You don't mean to, you mean to tell me that this guy wasn't too bright? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It was also very interesting that he he didn't die on the spot because there was a policeman who ran over from across the street and performed first aid on him. On Martin Luther? On Martin Luther King Jr., Martin yeah. Luther King Jr., Now, you, you can say yeah. any of them. You can say King, you can say Martin Luther. We know who we're talking about on this That's episode. That's fair. I just get, like, I, I say know. Martin Luther, and I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. No, no, no. not the Protestant. No, not him. <laughs> but there, there... So it turns out the FBI wanted to keep an eye on... Yeah, because they already were. They wanted to keep a closer eye on him. So yeah, across the street, <laughs> in the fire department... No, on King. On the fire department across the street, they they put a bunch of cops to keep an eye on him. Yeah. And that that ended up benefiting him. Extending his life a little bit. Obviously, he still died, but I just thought that was interesting that he was also just under surveillance by everybody. Yeah. And so it's really weird that the FBI can have this deep, secret counterintelligence program. But then when he gets killed, they are then put in charge of investigating it. Because who else is? Yeah. So sure. hopefully the, the agents who were investigating it had no idea about the counterintelligence program. But, you know, who the fuck knows? Because yeah. I mean, all the information a, still comes down from J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. So. This is the 60s, so my guess is that they weren't too great at covering it up. Yeah. Well, this isn't the CIA. This isn't the CIA. Yeah. This is the FBI, <laughs> yeah. They're, <laughs> never mind, they're uh, slow yeah. sibling. Yeah. <laughs> they they came out with the cord on the, around the neck for a little they, too long. They got they got their head punched in a bunch as a baby from the, their older brother, the CIA. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. So this guy Ray uh, James Earl Ray gets on a flight to Atlanta. Up to this point, he's been driving everywhere, but he gets onto a flight, goes to Atlanta, takes a flight from there up to Toronto. Where he was in Toronto within three days. Jesus. Where he just hid around for about a month, and then he got a Canadian passport. And he was like, I'm going to Mexico again. Yeah, no, but he got, he just stayed in Canada for a month and then got a passport under a fake name. It was so easy to get passports Dude, back then. Dude, that shit was like, like, 
I know the Catch Me If You Can is not entirely accurate, but I know like it's based on a true story. Like that fraud shit was so easy. My God, because like what the like what the fuck everything was was paper file system. Yeah, like what the fuck else? Like if you is if happen? you had yeah. a most it's wanted guy, and you're let's say you're in Memphis, Tennessee, and, and you know he's going to Toronto, and you write a letter. And send a picture. Uh, he's It'll gonna, get there after he's, he's land, there and left. Yeah, he's gonna land, have a fucking lease on an apartment under a fake name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's gonna steal the identity of a child who died at birth and steal their their social security number, and you're he's gone. That shit is so crazy. It wouldn't even be a real social security number. Just no, be like probably not. A bunch of fives. And they're like, you you know that as he's applying, they're like, wow. Your whole social is fives. And he's like, that's yeah, crazy. yeah, that's wild. They're like, I've never seen that before. Approved. <laughs> like, yeah, wow, that's God so unique. Damn. If you were fake, you would have chosen a more convincing number. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh God. So he used it was a, a simpler. Passport. It was a simpler yeah. time. Sim- simpler time. <laughs> simpler, shittier time. So he used the passport to get onto a flight to England. Because his plan, you know, go to South Africa, um, and and he'll be set. So he got on the flight to England, and then he got arrested in an airport trying to go to Brussels. Okay. Because the name, you know, Canada is a little bit more connected to the rest of the world compared to the United States. They had Interpol. <laughs> oh. So his fake name was on the kind of watch list. Yeah. So they arrested him. On his way, he was trying to get to Angola, Rhodesia, or South Africa. Those were because they were all super racist. Yeah, yeah, he fit in perfect. <laughs> exactly. So he was extradited to Tennessee, good old Tennessee, uh, you know, justice. And he confessed to the murder because if he didn't, the death penalty was on the table. So he was like, oh, I'll just confess to it. Oh, my God. So that I don't get the death penalty. He was given 99 years in prison. Okay. Three days later, he fired his attorney and tried to recount his confession, which he was already charged. (laughs) Like, it was way too late. Uh, His new story is he met a man in Montreal in 1967, and his name was Raul, and he was a blonde Cuban man. (laughs) Oh, my God. And... This guy, Raul, the blonde Cuban, actually did the assassination, but that he, you know, Ray was partially responsible, but he didn't know it. He didn't know that it was an assassination. He was just helping this guy, Raul, out. We had the same fingerprints. That's how we met. No, he then said, (laughs) someone said that probably to his face, and then he said, no, no, I left my fingerprints on the gun on purpose because I wanted to be a famous criminal. I want to go down in the history books. And so now he's saying, no, I didn't do it. How are you going to be a famous cr- criminal? <laughs> because he left the fingerprints because he knew the other guy would get away. Oh, my It's genius. God. Yeah, that's a word for it. He then said that he knew he would be able to escape the police in the investigation because he was so cunning and smart. He said behind bars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he then said, oh, no, he allowed himself to get caught. Because George Wallace would be the president soon, and he'd get a pardon. <laughs> George Wallace never became the president. No, he was my favorite 40th president. Yeah. I swear, I promise. He then 
couple of years later, I think it was a couple of years. No, it, it wasn't that long after. He escaped from prison. Oh. With six other people uh, for three days. Ted, ben, Ted Bundy was one. Of yeah, them. Ted. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, so he got recaptured. Then he hired a guy named Kershaw to be his new attorney. That's such a fucking lawyer name. It really is. And so Kershaw pushed the conspiracy story of the blonde Cuban oh, named Raul, God. who actually killed Martin Luther King Jr. And let me just double check and all this shit there. Let's see. So the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations conducted some ballistic tests just to... Because Kershaw said, oh, why don't you guys do some ballistic tests? See if the bullet actually came from the gun. Uh, it was officially inconclusive. They basically just said, yeah, the bullet came from a gun that was the exact gun that was used in the the assassination. But we don't know if it was specifically that one, that model, or one of the thousands of them that were mass-produced that year. You know? We don't, we don't know if it's the gun from the guy who admitted to doing the crime. We just know it's that a model, gun that that's model that model gun. that it could have been anybody else. Yeah. Fucking God. So Kershaw goes to, goes to James and says, hey, why don't we do an interview for Playboy? Oh, God. What? Playboy? Yeah, Playboy used to do all these interviews. They used to be very much news and, like, culture. What? And they would do articles on, like, with, like, leading physicists and shit. Like, it, it used to be a big thing. I mean, they would still have women, but... In between them, it huh. was it was an attempt at like an intellectual gentleman's magazine uh, where you're yeah. smart and you need to learn about who got the Nobel Prize in physics this year while that's you're a, smoking a your cigar point. and jerking yeah, off after you're after you're having your post jerk cigar. Yeah, uh, which is actually the opposite of Hustler magazine, which released that thing about that lady fucking the dolphins in that oh, old yeah. episode. Oh yeah, Th- but that was the time. Yeah. That was the type of shit. Same, same, yeah. Jesus, yeah. so they, I didn't they, know they had, like, news. Dude, they had some crazy shit. You could find so much, like, pseudo-intellectual bullshit uh, in those. I actually, I collect old Playboy magazines. For the articles. For for the historical accuracy. Well, that, that used to be a joke, I think, in, like, the 80s and 90s. It was, you know, when somebody found their kids, like, Playboy. It was like, oh, I only have it for the articles. I was just reading up on the... Communists in the sixties. Yeah, I swear to God, yeah. Mom. It's crazy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm trying to find my, my dick's hard for capitalism. Yeah. I promise. Because I actually do have a small collection of like forties and fifties nudie mags. I'm trying to get some really early Playboys. Just gotta bust out. But the they're white expensive. They're, oh yeah. We'll we'll do a review. No, I have one that has an anti-Hitler ad in it. Oh shit! That's Super cool. cool. But uh, uh, let me see that. Just, yeah, just for the that. article, yeah, for the ad. It. I just need it for like overnight. I'll just keep yeah. it overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it falls apart every time you touch it. You can't touch <laughs> I'm it. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> but it's really so he, dry. He, yeah, it really is for some reason. <laughs> Crispy. Yeah. So Kershaw got James to do the interview. He gets there. They're doing the interview, asking him questions. He's saying, I didn't kill him, pushing you know, the same story. And then he says, okay. Here's the polygraph test you you agreed to, and Kershaw's like, "Yeah, you have to do it. Like, do it. You got nothing to nothing to fear." She's just leaning over the table, like, "Come on, just fucking do it. Just do it. 
And, you know, nowadays we know totally inadmissible. It's very easy to fake it or to skew the results. But at the time period, it was very much like a smoking gun type thing. And the magazine published the interview, which said that James Earl Ray killed King alone. That was the the official answer to the polygraph test. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray fired Kershaw because he also <laughs> found out that Kershaw got eleven thousand oh, dollars to do that to get Ray to do the interview. Uh, Ray didn't get any of it. You got played, you fucking yeah, idiot. He's such a dumbass. He hired another attorney and didn't go anywhere. I'm firing you. Okay, here's my fucking bill, stupid yeah. ass. All right, now pay me another <laughs> eleven thousand or whatever. So obviously, this is the civil rights movement. King is a very prominent figure. He's he, he was known as, you know, he was the most famous black man in America. He was the first famous black man in America was one of the, you know. One of the titles. One of the titles. And so obviously when he died, there were race riots like we've never seen in our lifetime. Like across the United States, there were multiple cities that had a bunch of riots and protests and everything um, the president at the time tried to call like local civil rights leaders to say to like calm them down, but it's a white guy who's <laughs> upholding an institution that they are actively fighting against. So it really didn't work that well. If only the president had been George Wallace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they would have been executed. <laughs> God. So we're we're gonna jump forward a little bit. You know, as as we know, civil rights movement was largely a success. Ended segregation, really paved the way for a lot of advancements that we still have a long way to go, but we definitely went a long way because of this, you know, the civil rights movement. 1997, King's son met Ray in prison and asked him to his face, did you kill my father? James Earl Ray says, no. King's son says, I'm going to try to get you a new trial. What? Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but actually, I do. I do have a theory on that. But you're like, yeah, I'll I don't know what's later. going on. Let me continue the story and tell you. Yes. <laughs> no, because I that more of my interpretation. So most of King's remaining family, including his wife, worked with James Earl Ray, met him, and tried to get him a trial. Okay. They, you know, on their own, just did not believe that he killed him or if he did he didn't do it alone they basically said oh there was one quote i should have written it down it was basically how did this 10 cent white boy kill the million dollar black man like how did this how did dipshit magoo figure out how to do this on his own yeah with a history of mental illness which i mean they weren't considering that at all that's fair but you know with with his history being a podunk hillbilly white boy who tried to film porn in mexico and fell in love with a sex worker (laughs) Like, uh, imagine yeah. that fucking level of forgiveness. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly, that, that honestly, level of compassion yeah. for someone else who killed your dad effectively, like, slowed down the progression yeah. of the it, civil it was rights big, movement. Well, in some like, cases, he actually sped it, it up. It's, like, sped up, but also, like, Definitely, imagine how much oh my God. better things would have been if, he had, if yeah. King hadn't died. Oh, my God. I like, couldn't imagine. It, like, it wouldn't. I, be I so feel much like further. it would have gone further along. Sorry, oh, yeah. not slowed, but it. I feel like 
Yeah, it would got yeah. like civil rights That's went through and everything, and then it petered off in a way. In yeah, a way, yeah, not no, totally. it definitely did. But it was kind of like a oh, we did it. And then let's yeah. be complacent for these other systemic and issues. That's, and that's your dad. Yeah. And 30 years later, you show up to the dude that, like, fuck everybody was like, this guy killed him. Like, yeah. He did it. He confessed to it. And you sit down and you're like, hey, I want you to get another trial. Holy shit. I mean, it, it just shows that. King taught his kids to be really good people. Like, as far as I know, I don't know anything about them b- besides outside besides this story. They could be assholes for all I know. I mean, but it fuck. really shows that the teachings that he, you know, he really put forward a lot of the everybody is human. Everybody makes mistakes, and everybody can be changed. Like, yeah, no, that level of forgiveness, insane. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, much more enlightened than me. I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, and this isn't talked about a lot because there's a lot of, we're going to talk about it. There's a lot of controversy coming up. This is is the meat and potatoes. I would assume it hits borderline, like not controversy, uh, borderline conspiracy levels. Borderline, no it is. Oh, it is. Full conspiracy. So in 1999, King's wife Coretta and their children filed a wrongful death suit against a man by the name of Lloyd Jowers. Okay. Jowers owned Jim's Cafe, which was just down the street from Lorraine Motel. Oh, okay. Lloyd had claimed on a TV show a couple of years before, because he was being interviewed about the assassination because he was so close. Yeah. That he had been paid $100,000 to arrange the assassination of King, to hire a hitman and get him, get him dead. Paid by who? Didn't say initially. Okay. Um, so they, they file this, it's a civil claim. They went to a civil court for this, which, yeah, I guess international audience. You have a criminal court, you got a civil court. Civil court is like you sue your neighbor. Yeah. And you're, you don't get, you're, you aren't, you aren't, uh, charged with a crime. Yeah, Yeah. you aren't charged. Yeah, you aren't charged. You are just given, forced to give money. Yeah. Or restitution of some sort. So it is not a criminal case. Which is very, that is a very important detail. Um, So Lloyd was charged by the jury for the conspiracy to, to, um, you know, for basically the whole event, getting the $100,000, setting up the assassination. More or less inciting the murder of Martin Luther King Jr. And they also stated that government agencies were also involved in the killing of King and they, they said that in the court in the court like yeah the, wow. that was part of it and the jury or and and lloyd was ordered to pay the family one hundred dollars they were suing him for one hundred dollars what the what? idea was oh well we're not doing it for the money we're doing it for oh, the justice yeah for like hey it's fucking confirmed kind of thing that's the idea okay the problem is, it's a civil court. Mm. It was decided by twelve a, jurors, and in a civil court, peers, yeah, yeah it, it, there were six black people and six white people on the jury specifically, it's and gonna... it, it like there, there's an issue with the civil court. In a criminal court, I believe it says it must be proven beyond a reasonable doubt. In a civil court, it is a preponderance of evidence. Okay. Is the verbiage. 
Also, Lloyd wasn't questioned during this court case. What? He was never questioned under or, under oath. Damn. So there's some shit going on, right? Yeah. So in 1998, the year before the trial officially concluded, the attorney general ordered an entirely new investigation on the killing, and they reported or they they put out a 150-page report in 2000. Um, the Department of Justice basically said there was we can't find any evidence of an assassination of a of a conspiracy, I yeah. should say. Yeah. And then Lloyd's sister would later come out and say that oh he just came up with this story, so that he could sell it. Like, so he could just sell the story later. Yeah, he never testified under oath during the trial. The only time he oh was ever, God. like, under oath and questioned about this, he uh, contradicted his story. He also changed his story multiple times, uh, like the details of it. Like, originally he was, I got paid 100000 for this. Later it was, I was holding the $100,000. Later it was, the 100000 all went to the hitman. Like, he kind of changed the story up a couple of times. Well, who the fuck would have thought someone from Memphis, Tennessee couldn't keep their shit straight? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> um, there, were, there were, you know, some of the family members and stuff, and, some, and members of the group. He was part of, of this group that I talk about later. Uh, he was the president of it, called the, I think it's the SCLC. I have yeah. it down there. They actually did find that some of their members were on the government payroll. They were plants from the FBI. And that kind of... So this is my theory. Basically, they, they did discover that. There were plants from the FBI, obviously. I think the family just... That, obviously, this is a terrible, terrible event. And they could not cognitively just say... They could not comprehend how such an important person in such an important time yeah. could be killed by someone... That does not match that. That's actually like the basis of psychology for conspiracy theories. John Oliver talks about it where he's like, I, you know, you so badly want to think that the death of what, what's her name? Princess Diana. Princess Diana is orchestrated by a larger event because the cause of death was so sudden, sudden yeah. and and also so like, how could. Princess Diana be killed by something so menial. How I mean, could yeah. Martin Luther King Jr., such an important figure, be killed by this dude who was trying to shoot porn in Mexico? Like, Yeah, yeah, one, doesn't, one doesn't equal the other. Like, does, obviously, yeah, so, somebody so smart, the only way that they would die is by something just fucking equally, preposterous. Exactly. Yeah. The impact Someone, of his death should, in our brains, yeah. our psychology says, oh, that feels wrong because the cause of the death yeah. should equal... The repercussions of the someone death. so good would have to be killed by someone so evil, not someone that's just a an asshole dumb with a gun, idiot. Yeah. yeah, and turns out Princess Diana's death would have been prevented with just a fucking seatbelt. No, I'm just, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, there goes our British audience. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. No, but that, that's my theory. Is that the the reason they were trying to get in the new trial and everything? One, because he did confess, and there wasn't much of a trial. Like. He just confessed and went away for it. So, one, I, I do think getting a trial, an actual trial, would have been important to lay yeah, out the facts. But they should have done guy. it then. Yeah. And not... Literally 30 years. The year years. before he died. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And and I, I, I do think that they, you know, like, if it was my family member, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd probably, you know, no stone unturned. 
and that leads you to conspiracies mm -hmm. and that makes it very difficult to accept the reality that's my theory mm -hmm. obviously they may have other things that we you know don't know about for this so now i'm going to talk about COINTELPRO. okay and almost done it's a long episode sorry but i i specifically after learning all that stuff because the thing that triggered it is you see it on the internet every once in a while oh did you know martin luther king jr's wife sued the government and and they for won. wrongful death and they won and that's the thing that goes around i'm like there's got to be more to it than that like why wouldn't oh and then it's oh well the it's not being reported on it's being covered up that's why you've never heard of it turns out it was just a, it was a civil case on a guy who was definitely lying yeah and a guy that never went under oath <laughs> yeah and they they just said government agencies which can be a street cop NSA CIA FBI yeah. Congress like it could be anything like it was so vague basically all they all the jury s said through this case was yeah it's weird <laughs> like mm. yeah it was it like there was weird stuff going on which we knew about by this point with yeah. COINTELPRO but that doesn't mean they were trying to if COINTELPRO wanted to kill Martin Luther King Jr. they would have done it five years before yeah that's fair based that's on how many know. plants they had before how much money they had spoken in DC yeah Shit. so the church committee we've talked about the church committee before they basically investigated a lot of the COINTELPRO a lot of the FBI shit they found that they were the FBI was creating a directed effort to neutralize Martin Luther King Jr. as a civil rights leader as I spoke about in the beginning fall 1963 Robert F. Kennedy attorney general I think yeah attorney general Robert F. Kennedy authorized the FBI to wiretap Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, because of his association with a dude by the name of Stanley Levison. Uh, Stanley Levison had a connection to the USA Communist Party. Um, so they were like, ooh, there's a connection there. That's enough reasonable doubt or whatever yeah. to justify the wiretap. The approval for the wiretapping was for a trial basis, maybe a month. J. Edgar Hoover said, trial basis maybe over a month. Rip. Yeah. Today. Unfettered access. Yeah. Do whatever you can to find any information. That that Jesus. completely unshackled his agents. So they started bugging his homes, his offices, hotel rooms, churches. Jesus. Like everything that he was connected to. Oh, it, yeah. SCLC. It's the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Oh, okay. He was the president of. Um, he actually classified that group as a hate group. Which is really stupid because they were all about nonviolence. <laughs> like <laughs> Jesus, of course he did. Yeah, because you saying, "Oh, they're a hate group." You can do whatever you want with them, with your agents. Like you can have them do whatever. He also said, "No opportunity should be missed to exploit through counterintelligence techniques the organizational and personal conflict of the leaders of the groups to ensure the target group is disrupted, ridiculed, or discredited." Okay. Basically, yeah. do whatever the fuck you want as long as you get dirt on them and, and we can discredit them entirely. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a quote, by the way. <laughs> the NSA was involved. 
which a lot of people didn't know the NSA was around during this time mm, period. They're, I didn't they're, know. Yeah, they've been doing shit for a long time. Big years. But they're so secretive. Uh, they, they kept it under wraps way better than the CIA and the FBI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had a secret operation called uh, Operation Minaret, where they monitored leading Americans who were critical of the Vietnam War. A review of this program considered it to be extremely illegal. They uh, had no repercussions for doing it. They were monitoring J- uh, JFK. No. Uh, <laughs> MLK. I have MLK down. So King, oh. they, they were... Uh, they were monitoring him because he was critical of the Vietnam War. Jesus. The in I love this. 1976. So years after all this, yeah. the FBI admitted that they never found any amounts of evidence that King or the SCLC were involved with any communist organizations. See, Levison had been part of the Communist Party. He left the party in 1955. Now, eight years before they started the investigation. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? And that was their in. Yeah, Jesus. That was their smoking gun. Uh, Hoover, I, there are many quotes by Hoover about Martin Luther King Jr. I suggest you read them if you're interested. Yeah, we, he says we the can't. N-word a lot. We're not going to be able to read them on I do have. I have two here that I was able to find. And <laughs> he said that King is the most notorious liar in the country. That's a perfect quote. He also said that he was knowingly, willingly, and regularly cooperating and taking guidance from the communists. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which in 1976, they completely said, well, we don't have any evidence of that. He just kept saying that. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, the you more repeat you it, fucking repeat, you repeat it. repeat it until and, it's true. Yeah, and I mean, he's in power, so exactly. what the fuck else is anybody else below him going to do about it? They can't do anything. That's he wouldn't insane. even let them ride in the yeah. elevator with him. Yeah, J. Edgar was a fucking... He was like, a sociopathic asshole. Yes, thank you. Yeah. God, dude. Holy shit. In walks the CIA. <laughs> they start intercepting the mail of Martin Luther King we, Jr. We have something we can slip into his water that will turn him into a communist. Yeah. <laughs> and so they start intercepting the mail of a bunch of different uh, civil rights activists because communism. Yeah. Great. He probably never received mail that wasn't searched through or talked on a phone oh, line that wasn't tapped. Like Easily. The CIA was all over that. So the FBI started doing what they do, and they're like, we got to find dirt on this guy. And this is this is the real, basically the, not the point, but the point that I wanted to get across in this episode. There's so many times that you, you can talk about somebody who's viewed as like a positive figure for history. Like Mother Teresa, awesome. She did a ton of great work for people in Africa. And then some asshole, con, uh, you know, contrarian will say, "Oh well, uh, she actually helped spread the AIDS ac- er, uh, epidemic because she wouldn't allow for condoms. She would teach against them, not allow them in like humanitarian aid." I'm like, "Okay," and then that's you, and then the it's fucking, like, "Oh, Gandhi." That's not the point that I was gonna slept yeah. with his twelve-year-old niece. I'm like, "Yeah, he did," in the same bed. I don't, you know, like yeah, it, there's it's always just a something caveat. for doubt. Yeah. It's something that allows yeah. for doubt. It's it's and then people will throw that fucking, in. Yeah, it's to discredit. It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's literally, like you're all talking it about is. the Holocaust. Yeah, and somebody will say, "Well, there weren't actually gas chambers at this specific camp." Yeah. So therefore, all of it should be thrown into doubt. Yeah, it's like taking one tiny thing and saying mm-hmm. because of that, it's all. It's is that all, the straw man? She, yeah, clause? yes. Is that yes, what that's yes, called? Yeah. I fucking hate that. That's so stupid and such a dumb way to think. 
So well, they, it's also a really easy way to. Yeah, think. exactly. It's so easy to say, oh well, they got this wrong. What else did they get wrong? Mm-hmm. Everything okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the FBI started to push that kind of straw man argument, and what they t- decided to go for was that Martin Luther King Jr. was a cheater and a womanizer. Have you ever heard that? I that I feel thing? like I I know or I don't know. But I have heard it. I've heard the cheater side of it. Um, but it was kind of the same thing. It's like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's how you should act about it. Because a couple autobiographies of people near him came out. One guy was like, eh, he was like, uh, yeah, he was kind of, he, he became close to some women. And then when asked about it, they didn't have any evidence and they didn't have any details. And it was very like they put it in so that their autobiography would sell because they're doing an autobiography and they're less known than Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I I think they were really just trying to sell more copies. I'm sorry to his wife that he might have cheated on her, but he made leaps and bounds in the fucking civil rights movement. Well, I I go into it. it. honestly don't think he does like his right no, right hand man even came out and was like we talked about this many times about how sex outside of marriage is wrong and we would never do that and i never saw anything even close to this like i there, there was one that i that i was reading where it was like he was aware of women like and he was no. aware that he <laughs> drew women's attention yeah being you know this this huge figure but he didn't act on it. He was faithful to his wife. Some, uh, One of them, it was, uh, one guy even said, he went to the, as, as far as to say, he never cheated on her. If he ever cheated on his wife, it was emotionally because he was gone for so long and he needed a confidant or something like that. Like, that. that's the the most that I could find. And even then, literally no evidence besides that guy saying it. And it's not like he fucking cheated on his wife with J. Edgar Hoover, like, for fuck's sakes, people. So, well, here's the thing. Even his wife is like... Yeah. I've heard, you know, his his wife came out and said later that, you know, I've heard everything about my husband doing everything wrong, and I don't believe any of it. Yeah. I, I, you know, he was a minister. I was, you know, I believe that he was devout. I believe that he did not cheat on me. God, when and I'll take her. When would he have had the fucking time? Right, like, <laughs> like seriously. Jesus. Uh, so, but I did find some more interesting stuff because the FBI started to. That's that's the angle. So they started to send yeah. like letters and reports to news reporters, partners, funding partners for the SCLC, uh, his family, and this is. They started just sending anonymous letters out. This is 1970. This is before he died. Oh, before he died. Yeah, oh, okay. this is during okay. that five years. I see. That they said that. Sorry, I jump around a little bit. No, you're good. You're good. I just was like, I thought it was post, and I was like, wait, what? No. They, the FBI sent him multiple anonymous letters, one of which was, deci- was designed to try to get him to commit suicide, Jesus. which is great, where they sent him a tape with a letter that basically said, you have 34 days to end it. You know what you have to do. 
and it they tried to write it like it was a black person writing the letter because oh they tried to like throw in jargon from the yeah. time and it just didn't he immediately knew it was from the fbi he literally came out and said this is from the fbi it's like that fucking scene fake. out of soul or not soul uh a fucking airplane honey honey here i speak jive <laughs> oh, god. oh my god oh no that was her she wrote that fucking yeah. letter <laughs> the, the letter was actually delivered the package was delivered to his wife hoping that she would just listen to the tape before oh. reading the letter because the tape had wiretaps that were it's theorized were uh doctored to make it sound like he was cheating on her the fuck and those tapes were locked in the national archives 1977 by order of a judge to be only like all of the wiretaps all of the tapes everything to only be released in 2027. We're getting close. Yeah, we're almost there. In fact, this year, A Clown Who Cries, the uh, the archival footage, mm-hmm. should be released from the National Archive. Ooh. If it does, when it does, we're we going to watch, watch it, it and do a show yeah. on it because we talked about that for since we started. But, yeah, all of that information is locked away. So, really, we'll never know. I'm going to say I doubt it. I doubt that there's... Any real evidence, non-doctored evidence, that he cheated on his wife. And even if he did, again, I think the positives that he put forth into society go well beyond those negatives. Jesus, yeah. I love that, like, that's the only thing they could get. Yeah. Like, and obviously, 1960s were a completely different time. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, now, yeah, we hear about people cheating on their wives and significant others all the time and it's a fucking meme back then it was like a fucking social moray but even then even then it's still just like that's all you think you can get on him yeah exactly like, like that's that's the best you thing think you that's can gonna do. take him fucking down hell. even and when you really really think about it martin luther king somebody who is doing everything in his power to like he knows he's being wiretapped he knows that he's being watched. Like, he's obviously on every fuck. He's, he's on, on every, every watch newspaper. List he's in Playboy magazine with a shirt on, which is a way bigger deal. Yeah. Uh, he was so fucking well-spoken. If you truly believe that he cheated on his wife, you're a fucking idiot. Well, if you, if you like, think he cheated on his wife, okay. But if you think he got caught... He knew he was on watch list. He knew he was being watched by everybody. Like, and even and, but then, then he's gonna go talk on the phone about how he just, yeah. you know, yeah, like jump because broad. because he knows that they would have used that to fucking discredit exactly. him. Exactly. That that's and that's so the part that of I'm like, course the so FBI is like, oh shit, yeah, let's try this. Obviously, it didn't work. But if it was fully confirmed, yeah, they have pictures of him like through the fucking hotel window having sex with this other lady. Yeah, it, we would have if, if that picture existed, we would have seen it by now. Yeah, it, like it would have it would have discredited him at the time if it were true. Yeah. But clearly, like they would have had real witnesses. They would have found the women that he slept with. They would have had yeah, them come right? forward. Yeah, no witnesses have come yeah. forward and well no no reputable witnesses. And on top and of that, it's just like how. Why would the judge have locked it away? Yeah, the guy would was, not have been. That I, fucking I think the judge locked it away it. because it would exonerate him. Yeah, and that's so a good let, point. let's yeah. push it further down the road 
away from these court cases that are going on, away from these investigations, yeah. so that w I'll be dead by then. Yeah, this bad boy will be locked up for 50 years, and then that'll be someone no, else's No, he'll be problem. dead, I'll yeah. be dead. Well, no, it, it'll exonerate King. Yeah, no, uh, I, I uh, was the saying... The charges, yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, well, the judge will be dead by then. All the agents who were involved in the campaign will be dead. Like, it'll be so fur so disconnected that yeah. it'll say, oh, well, we didn't, we couldn't find anything that's reliable, anything that's real. It's just, like, so, such a yeah. stupid cop So dumb. It really is. So, last thing I found, 2019, a handwritten note, basically a sticky note on the front of an FBI file was found that said that King was witness to one of his friends raping a woman and that he was laughing and, like, giving advice... And it, you know, some fucking intellectual probably wrote a paper on it, and it went, it exploded, like, oh, controversy. And then everybody's like, this is the stupidest thing ever. You found a sticky note on the front of a file. <laughs> the file has a tape in it. The tape is just of a party. Coretta, personally, oh his wife, listened to it and said, yeah, King's voice isn't on that at all. He wasn't even there. Like, I, I yeah, he wasn't even there. And it's like, there were a couple dirty jokes. It was a wiretap of an event that he wasn't at. <laughs> but on a sticky note on the front of it, it says he did this. And oh so God, that, that intellectual guy, he basically lost his job and like, funding because he, he said, <laughs> oh, this is the evidence that proves it. And he didn't actually Fuck listen off. to it through. Yeah. It's like, how? Oh, my God. How the, stupid. Like, imagine, like, people are so ready to jump on controversy. Imagine in 2019 trying to fucking discredit Martin Luther King, who gave, like, brought fucking civil rights to the U.S. Yeah. Like, you're basically just coming out and being like, yeah, I'm fucking racist. <laughs> what uh, the and fuck? then, so, I, I love Snopes. Uh -huh. They're very well researched, and if there's something that I, I'm like, I don't know, the the sources I'm finding are kind of wishy-washy, I'll go to Snopes. Oh, okay. And, one, and I just stumbled across, I was just checking to see if there was any other large controversy to throw in. One of them was, and there's just a bunch on Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, that I'm are all, sure. all disproved. Like one is, his I had a dream speech was plagiarized. Was, was plagiarized. And it was like, the only thing that's the same is a previous pastor also ended his speech with the same Bible verse. Oh my God, dude. And there, there's so much dumb shit. There's also Goodness. a picture of him in a hospital and it's like, does he look like he just got shot and he's going to die? This is proof he was smothered to death. Man. Like, bitch, that's when he got stabbed in the gut at a book reading or something. Fucking QAnon. They're all so stupid. Oh, my God. They're so <laughs> dumb. So, basically, all the evidence that we have right now, from what I've been able to find, is that there were a bunch of government agencies trying to slander him, and they are definitely not above creating evidence. Yeah. And he, unfortunately, was killed by a crazy, skinny white dude who hated black people. It's fair. Like... It's a very, very fucking That's, fair it, point. It sucks because I really wanted to get into this. Is ooh, maybe there's maybe this. J. Edgar maybe did something. This. My wife always makes fun of me for doing this, where I go into an episode expecting and, something big, and no, just that I, I debunk the fun parts. Ah, it works. I mean, it works. It's That's information. What, like, yeah, it's the shit that people need to know. Yeah, she she listens to podcasts where they're like, ooh, maybe it could be this cryptid. <laughs> and I'm like. That was probably yeah. a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you but, just you you started off with a really wild wild story, and then you're just like, yeah, but the reality of the situation. I says. know, but I think that's important. I it think is. that's super important to 
you know, to basically outline that it's okay to speculate and gather research and evidence. Yeah. But you gotta be in reality. Yeah, but when the research and evidence is there, accept it. Yeah, like you kind of have to. If if yeah. more information is found, if 2027 comes around and, you know, more evidence comes out, we'll do an episode on it. Oh. Like, I'm okay being proven wrong, but up to now. Yeah, up to this point. It's just a shitty circumstance yeah. where we lost a fucking really good person. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Ugh, sorry, that went on for way too long. How long? Uh, hour 10. Oh, nice. Good stuff. Too long. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. On my notes, I know how many pages. Yeah. But on, on this one, I it's a oh, new app. Yeah, that's rough. Hey, I mean, it was a good one. Yeah, not not I too bad. It. Thank you. You got a... <laughs> oh, we we always fuck this up. We're supposed to do it this, at the start. Patreon. Oh, yeah. If you would like to subscribe, uh, we have a show every month. Um, an additional exclusive show every month that we do. Um, Coming soon this month. Yes. Uh, it's mine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, AJ has his Voices series on there, which will be continued. Um, as soon as school have, allows. Yeah. No no rush on that, but there's some good stuff up there. Uh, we have our Sloppy Seconds episodes, a uh, little tour of the studio as well. bunch if of you, just extra random yeah. stuff. If you can support us, if you can't, no worries. Yeah, we no biggie. Some, just some low price tiers, but don't go broke trying to support us. We would just prefer that you just listen to the show. Um, you got Patreon pulled up? Yep. <clears throat> All right. Of course, we've got the chair people, the the board. Sorry, the board. The board. Oh, that's the wrong page. Uh, the board. They uh, they make all the decisions. You hey, know. Hit refresh. I did. Okay. It's <laughs> like I know we've got some like a new one on there. All right. So we've got Mini D, Nordic Thunder, Toddle Waddle, and Weston. So thank you guys so much yeah, for, you know, shit. Thank you. taking the stress off our backs, making all the decisions. And, you know. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Makes it, uh, it makes it easier to easier to handle the, the nine to five that is this podcast. Yeah. And if you're new and still listening to this episode, it's because of these guys that we were able to find you. Yeah, and then, of course, we've got Abby, AJ's Third Nut, Thomas, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, and Laura Ravo. Thank you guys, too. Like, all of you guys are contributing and helping us, you know, yeah. grow. That's the word. Grow yeah. is the word. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> You're good. We really appreciate you guys. Um, and like I said, if you can't support a school, if you cannot, don't worry about it. Um, we'll still appreciate you for being here. Um, and as always... Uh, if you have any show ideas or music, movies, TV shows, fucking whatever, you want to send some memes over, you just need somebody to talk to, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram at points o pressure, or feel free to email us at ppdnaj at gmail.com. We'll catch you guys next fucking Monday. <laughs>